Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest hey there, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Monday, my friend. Yes, sir. Looking at March the 13th? Yes. The year of our Lord, 2023? I believe so. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. We're on the same page of the calendar. And probably on the same page of the Bible. Same page of the Bible. I'm open to Psalm 81. I love Psalm 81. I Listen, these Psalms, these Asaph Psalms have just been really meaningful. Yeah, they really have. And I, I'm I'm excited to dig into another one this it's week. good stuff. We've been getting great feedback, you know, getting the text and the emails in, and we love that. We hope that you will continue to send us your comments and questions at Christians Meet, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to read Psalm 81. This is from the English Standard Version to the choir master, according to the Gittith of Asaph. Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song. Sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our feast day. For it is a statute for Israel, a rule of the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph when he went out over the land of Egypt. I hear a language I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called, and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him and their fate would last forever. But he would feed you with the finest of the wheat. And with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. I know we've talked from time to time, Edwin, about different categories the Psalms fall into. Mm-hmm. As I'm reading this one, my my thinking would be this would be a historical type of of Psalm. Hmm. Um, you know, I, it, I I haven't thought that through, and honestly, this is one where now that I'm thinking the 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 things I've read, I'm not sure anybody even really tried to trying to categorize this one. This one, yeah. Well, there there is some historical aspect of this, no doubt, because he's bringing up the giving of the law, yeah. on Mount Sinai. Um, he's certainly oh, reminding a of, them. A lot. I was going to say a lot of Exodus echoes in here, mm-hmm. uh, and and with this kind of referring idea of hearing me, hearing me. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think well, if we give some uh, credence to the idea of Asaph writing this or a school of Asaph, I know we've we've kind of taken that, and yet because of content, the Psalms kind of placed them historically in different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's an intriguing idea to me that if this one goes back to Asaph, Asaph, like hanging out with David and Solomon, yeah. Asaph, uh, to have a a psalm like this, encouraging listening, encouraging repentance, yeah. and honestly, how appropriate that would be. Yeah. The, so I'm, I'm just trying, in my head right now, I'm trying to remember the different things that uh, that some of the guys I read said about this. You know, rather than getting so much into pigeonholing it as far as the kind of psalm, I think the, the focus that tended to be taken with the writers 
was how the form critics would use this psalm. So the okay. form critics, that's that's kind of a school of Bible study, especially mm-hmm. when they get into the psalms, that their goal is to figure out when this psalm would have been used in Israelite life. Mm-hmm. Was it something that would have been sung at home okay. among the family? Is it something that would have been sung at the temple in some particular setting? And so okay. which part would the priest sing and which part would the people sing. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to drop a term. I don't know that we've used this term. So when we start reading from the form critics, not I'm not I, actually I don't buy in a whole lot to some of the form critics, but this would be one that kind of feeds that. They have a term called the Sitz im Leben. The Sitz im Leben. Sitz im Leben. Yeah, it's a German term and it means the situation of life. Okay. So what's the situation of life? Ah. Uh, and I do think that's actually a good idea to, oh, of course. to try to figure out when would this have been used. This one, as it talks about on the feast day, kind of lays some groundwork uh, okay, where yeah. you can see why someone would say, oh, I'm looking at this psalm, and it looks like it's something that would have been sung at a certain time, and it brings up in verse 3, verse three the yeah. new moon, the full moon, and the feast day, mm-hmm. which draws people directly to the seventh month Mm -hmm. because in the seventh month, if you look at Leviticus 23 and if you look at Numbers 28 and 29, you actually have three feasts. One's at the beginning of the month, the new moon. One is at the full moon. And then one is between those. And so you have the Feast of Trumpets on the first day, the new moon. You have the Feast of Booths starting at the full moon on the 15th day. And in between them on the 10th day, you have the Day of Atonement. All right. I think, so some of the things I read argued back and forth between Feast of Trumpets and Feast of Tabernacles, and I guess because I'm an iconoclast, I thought, I actually think this is probably the Day of Atonement. (laughs) (laughs) You are an iconoclast, that's true. In in fact, honestly, not just the Day of Atonement, but a particular (laughs) Day of Atonement. And and the reason for that is because this trumpet being mentioned is the shofar. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's one place where in these feasts the shofar gets blown. We find that in Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 9 on the Day of Atonement, but not just any Day of Atonement. It's the Day of Atonement for the Jubilee year. On the Day of Atonement for the Jubilee year in Leviticus 25, 9, they blow the trumpet, Mm -hmm. and that begins the year of Jubilee. I, there, there's a lot in this psalm that I think fits that. So, so tracking situation with you there, life. tracking with you there, it, that you're saying the trumpet in verse three is actually shofar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Absolutely. I and one of the reasons why I think this fits, and I. I so this would be a psalm for jubilee, yeah. or every time a seventh month rolls around, this is going to be kind of one of those we sing this one. Well, I certainly think they could sing it anytime they wanted to on yeah. any one of these feast days. But that calling of the mind of the trumpet in this month where there's a new moon and a full moon feast, and there's a a day where they blow the trumpet sure fits Leviticus 25 9 and I will point out that in the year of Jubilee a couple of things that happened mm-hmm. one all the slaves were set free we're supposed to be okay this psalm is about setting slaves free it certainly is it, being with the poor and the needy the second thing was that they stopped working the land right it has to have its rest and in the year of Jubilee, there were going to be two years that they didn't work the land. So there was going to be a crop that was supposed to last for three years, providing food for three years. This psalm is all about trusting God to provide food. Yeah, it is. Which, to me, really lends itself to that Jubilee year idea. We we are trusting God that mm-hmm. he is going to provide for us. 
man, I tell you what, I'm 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 uh, glad I asked about that because this has just unlocked all kinds of meaning. <laughs> now it's like the perfect psalm for this seventh month, yeah, and particularly Jubilee year, uh, particularly, yeah, man, absolutely, that's great absolutely. stuff. Which then gets us back to what I think is the really important thing in this psalm, the the driving factor in this psalm. Back in Deuteronomy chapter six. Mm-hmm. God made a statement, had Moses make a statement. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And then it goes on to talk about how much they were supposed to talk about him to their kids. This psalm keys in on hear, O Israel. Now, I understand that that phrase, this uh, direction, is called the Shema. Yes, Yes, absolutely, because that's the Hebrew word for here. Okay. Shema, Shema, Shema. That's, the, that's the Hebrew word for that. And so that actually, that passage in Deuteronomy 6 became essentially a key passage for the Israelite nation. It, mm-hmm. was, it was the statement that they would pass on to their kids. It was the, the, the prayer that they would utter again and again and again. They wanted to say that over and over again. Hear, O Israel, mm-hmm. the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Of course, that's the place that Jesus calls the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment. And what we, or what I missed for a long time, let me not paint with too broad of a brush. I remember a time someone came to Jesus and said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus turned around to that guy and said, well, what's the law say? You, you tell me. And that guy said, you shall love the oh, yeah, Lord your God. Right. Your... It, it didn't take Jesus coming along to teach the Israelites that's the greatest command. They figured out there was an that was the greatest command. That's what we say and pray again and again yeah. in perpetuity. And so we see uh, takes on that here, don't we? We see uh, the direction to hear, but then we also see in the voice of God in this psalm yeah. the uh, frustration that the people aren't hearing. They're yes. not listening. So in verse 8, we find the word Shema twice. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me. So listen and hear. I'm reading from the ESV, of course. I don't know what words you have there in the New King James, but uh, hear, O my people, Shema, Mm -hmm. and if you would but Shema to me. You know, listen, hear, if you would just hear. He's calling Mm -hmm. to mind, for generations now, you have been declaring, hear, O Israel, if you would just hear, Mm -hmm. if you would just Mm -hmm. listen. Then he ties that, of course, to listen to this first command, have no other gods before me. Then we get to verse 11, and we find the word again, but my people did not shema to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. Again, here is this key passage, this key idea. And he's just saying, guys, just, just listen to this thing you've been saying over and over again. Just do that. And then in verse 13, oh, that my people would shema to me, who would listen to me. So there it is. We actually have the word in another verse. I'm, I'm almost leery to bring it up because it's the, it's the verse that everybody has the most trouble with. It is also in verse five where it says, I hear, I shema a language I had not known. Lots of questions. Is that God talking about, is he hearing something? Is this Israel when they're in Egypt? Is this Israel when they've left Egypt? Right. And there's a lot of questions about that. I I really hope we don't remove from this main point, but it's still, here's this thing. We can put a pin in that. We can come back around to it. it. They've been told (laughs) here, here, here. And now God says, look, would, would you just do that? You guys have been telling yourselves that for generations. You've heard this in Deuteronomy. You've been passing this on to your kids. Just, just do that. Exactly. Just do that. What does it look like to hear the Lord? Well, you know, one of the things that's highlighted, I believe it was in verse 11 that we read, uh, when he is decrying against them and they're not hearing me, they're not hearing me, my people would not hear or heed my voice. 
Israel would have none of me, or as your translation say, not submit. submit. Yeah. Oh, does the New King James would, would have none of me? Yeah, would have none oh, of me. Oh, that's a great that's a great picture. I mean, it's I mean, a terrible picture, it? but it's a it's a great way of picturing it. Captures it, doesn't it? Yeah. And so what does it mean to hear the Lord or to listen to the Lord? Well, it it's about a response to the Lord and even in a an obedient response to the Lord. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing again, almost the juxtaposition that you would have the tribes gathering together for these uh spiritual feasts and worship, and we need to sing a song about, you know, we're not listening and obeying the Lord, Uh, you know, this call to repentance when everybody hears ostensibly about obeying the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's when we need to hear that message. It put me in mind of uh, John chapter 3 and a teaching in the New Testament about what does it mean to believe the Lord? What does it mean to believe Jesus? You know, we read in John 3 and verse 16 that uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But later in the same chapter, uh, these words, there's a, a kind of a take on these words again in the 36th verse, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And so what does it mean to believe him? It is to obey him. Yeah. What does it mean to hear the Lord, to listen to the Lord? It is to obey him. It is to act in accord with his word. I cannot claim to be a believer or truly a hearer, yeah, a listener. If I am not a doer. Mm. Now that being said, that sounds like James to me. Well, it's exactly what I was thinking. James <laughs> and Jesus in his parable at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. If you, yes, you, you can be like the wise man, hear and do, or That's you can right. be like the foolish man, hear and don't do. Hear James don't. picks that up, picks that up in his letter, as he as he talks about the idea that the person who looks into the law of liberty, being no hearer who forgets. But a doer who perseveres, he says, that one will be blessed in his doing. So yes. I get it. There's the time to distinguish between just letting it enter our ears and doing it. But but true hearing means, and true believing means submitting. Yeah. Hear, oh Israel, if you would just hear, if you would, I'm just, it's it's like yeah. God is pleading with them. Please, yeah. just, I'm giving you the way, just just listen. And, and, and it speaks to our attitude towards the word of God. Are we the people who would have none of him? Mm. Are we the people who want all of him? Oh, I think we should end on that. Why don't you lead us in prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. We're excited as we start a new week and looking at this psalm, uh, just rich, Father, with meaning for us, and we're excited about the conversations and unpacking it. Lord, we pray that our hearts might be attuned to your word and to your grace. We want to hear you. But Father, not, not hypothetically, not academically. We want all of you to hear you, to know you, to love you, to serve you. Please bless us to that end, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.